0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm so excited to do this particular episode. I really wanted to wait till I had something uh, really unique and insightful to bring out about why I believe that Joe Rogan has become kind of mega famous and the lessons that we can take from him. And, And if you listen to me on the podcast, or if you know the micro famous book, it might sound like an odd thing for me to talk about. Because basically, I spend all my time helping entrepreneurs and experts get, you know, micro famous, like small on a smaller level. So, what do I know about all this? But to me, there are some really critical lessons that we can take from Rogan's history, regardless of what level. So, maybe you've achieved a lot already. You already have that level of micro famous. You're already famously influential, and now you want to get to the next level. There's a ton there for you here. Maybe you're starting out from scratch and you're not even sure how to get micro famous. The principles are the same, right? So, what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to tie together the big four cultural waves that propelled Rogan to being mega famous. That way, you can be on the lookout for similar opportunities in your own world, whether that's big or small. So let me start with a rough timeline here, because there's a lot to to say about Rogan. People know, you know, just the basic kind of outlines. Oh, like, okay, stand up comic and UFC guy. But there's some really, really interesting things about the timing of when these things came along that is really interesting. So you've got Rogan's childhood, you know, scattered across the country where, among other things, he picks up Taekwondo. He ends up winning a U.S. Open Championship and doing some martial arts teaching. I didn't really know any of those things about Rogan until I started digging into his background a little bit more. I. Knew that he got started on stand up comedy. What I didn't know was when. And it turns out it was the late 80s going into the 90s. So then he moves to LA, gets picked up by Disney on a development deal, ends up on a sitcom called News Radio, which I remember watching. You might remember it as essentially the last thing that Phil Hartman did before his unfortunate death. So News Radio runs from 95 to 99. Now, this whole time, Rogan's following the UFC from almost the very first event. The live event, uh, UFC 5, takes place about a month after Rogan's first episode on news radio goes live on the air. A couple years later, news radio is still on TV. Rogan starts doing backstage and post-fight interviews for the UFC, does that for a couple years, but he doesn't, you know, doesn't stay. He ends up leaving and reconnects with the UFC after 2001. So news radio, the sitcom, ends in 99. Right. Rogan is working on a sitcom loosely based on him. It's in development. And all of a sudden, this opportunity comes along to host Fear Factor instead. And Fear Factor was NBC's answer to Survivor, which had launched earlier in 01. Right. This is what I would say most of us think of as the launch of of the modern reality TV show, right? You had things like the real world, you had stuff that even goes back into the 80s and and earlier than that, that you could have called reality TV. But most of us, the way we think of reality TV today started with Survivor and American Idol and some of those like their British precursors like Pop Idol and stuff that started coming out in the very early 2000s. So Fear Factor does really well for a few years before it starts to lose steam too. And by this time, Rogan is back working with the UFC again, this partially under Dana White, and it's kind of starting to become the UFC that we're familiar with now. And Rogan's doing things like color commentary. So UFC starts to explode in the mid 2000s, right? That's when even I was paying attention. All the UFC names that I remember were active around this time: George St. Pierre, a- Anderson Silva, Frank Mir, Rich Franklin, Ken Shamrock, BJ Penn, Tito Ortiz, all those guys. I remember following them around the time. You know, all the guys in the office would talk about it. And around the time that Fear Factor is on its way out, is when the UFC launches its own reality TV show, The Ultimate Fighter, which you might remember. That went a long way toward helping the UFC hit a mainstream audience. So Rogan is doing color commentary for the UFC as it's exploding in the popularity in the mid-2000s. This is the period where like Chuck Liddell hits the cover of ESPN magazine, stuff like that. So UFC goes mainstream and Rogan is there for that whole ride. So then we come to 09. Rogan launches his podcast by August of 2010. So within eight months, it hits the iTunes top 100 and the rest is history. Let's dive into what happened and all the things that had to come together for Rogan to become mega famous and the timing of things. So Rogan got into stand-up comedy at the tail end of the 80s stand-up boom, right? That boom had turned to a bust by the mid-90s, which is when Rogan pivoted to news radio. So news radio catches the 90s sitcom boom, uh, launching less than a year after Friends. In fact, the lead-in show, the show that airs on right before news radio, where people you were kind of holding over the audience, was Wings, right? So when news radio first came out, its lead-in show was Wings, just to give you an idea of how good of a head start news radio had and just how big the shows were at that time. You had Wings, and you had Mad About You, and Friends, and Seinfeld, and all this stuff going on when news radio launches. So it's right in the middle of that 90s sitcom boom, right at the beginning of uh, Friends' big run from 94 to 04. So meanwhile, a few years later, you know, news radio is starting to lose steam It's toward the end of the 90s, reality TV is starting its boom. The Real World is well known by then, and like I said, Pop Idol and some of those British TV shows are starting to come out in 2000, 2001. American Idol and Survivor launch in 2001. That's when Fear Factor comes along and Rogan is able to ride that wave of reality TV in the early 2000s. Then the UFC wave really gets going in the mid-2000s while Rogan's doing color commentary and basically gets to crack jokes in front of millions of pay-per-view subscribers. So while he's riding the UFC wave, Rogan is parlaying that into more stand-up gigs and then he launches the podcast in 09. To give you an idea of just how early that was to launch a podcast in 09, Adam Carolla had lost his job uh, on LA radio and launched his podcast about eight months before Rogan. And everyone thought, Corolla was crazy for doing a podcast and Rogan was starting one, you know, nine, 10 months later, that's how new it was. Like people were starting it, but Corolla started his because he basically didn't have a job and said, well, Hey, let's take a chance on this new thing since I don't have anything better to do. Uh, and Corolla was one of the earliest into that, that comedy, uh, genre along with guys like Mark Marin and people like that. And then Rogan comes along. He was, you know, still very, 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 very early. He wasn't the first, but he was early enough. So the podcast kind of capitalizes on stand standup career because he was able to feature all of his comedian friends. And he basically catches the podcasting wave at the earliest stage. So to kind of take a step back, that is a total of four distinct, massive cultural waves that Rogan caught, all of them at various stages, right? Stand-up comedy, reality TV, UFC, and podcasting. And... If you dig into the story you find out he also caught some smaller waves along the way like i mentioned the 90s sitcom boom but he was also in on live streaming very early on youtube he was on justin tv which is the forerunner of twitch he was on ustream he was trying all these things he was doing all this stuff now, I don't think that Rogan did this uh, intentionally or through any special oversight. Uh, he's been genuinely interested in mixed martial arts since he was a teenager. The fact that UFC happened to hit its massive cultural wave right in the kind of lull of Rogan's you know, career after, after Fear Factor was losing steam, to me, that was a very, very lucky break. If not for that, Rogan might just be a touring comedian with a small podcast that maybe your brother-in-law listens to. So here are the lessons that I think anyone can take away from all this. The first lesson is find a wave in the culture that can carry you, not a wave you have to create yourself. You know, just like it's easier to invest in stocks when the whole market is going up, it's a lot easier to get famous when you ride a wave that's already moving in the culture. Trying to create a cultural wave on your own is like trying to make the stock market go up by buying a bunch of stock yourself. Odds are you're just gonna waste a lot of time and money. So don't don't go out there with the intention of having to create a wave in the culture from scratch, because odds are it's not gonna happen. You wanna tap into something that's already going on. The second lesson is you wanna catch one, at least one massive cultural wave as early as possible. Now, like I mentioned, Rogan was a little late to the party on the stand-up wave. It was already starting to crest and coming down as he was getting in in the late '80s and the early '90s. But he pivoted to sitcoms and he caught that wave uh, at just the right time. Right, the middle of you know Friends run. Then he catches the reality TV wave right at the right time. Then he catches the UFC wave as it's getting you know getting going. You know, relatively early, and hits it boom. And then he catches podcasting, bam, super early. You don't have to hit every cultural wave super, super early. But if you want to be mega famous, you've got to hit at least one massive wave really early, right? Rogan building the number one comedy podcast as the entire podcasting wave was exploding and getting huge. That was a big part of Rogan's success. Here's the third lesson. As one wave loses steam, start looking for the next wave, right? Once you have attention and fame, you can never rest, because the wave that made you famous might lose steam or it might even dash you against the rocks. It might take you with it all the way to the shore. Just like a surfer, you've got to get out of the wave that's losing steam, regroup and start looking for that next wave. Now, here's the key. The next wave will never be about you and what you want. And this is the hardest thing to understand. I've noticed this, you know, talking to people who've already achieved a certain level of fame, and they're looking to get to the next level. You know, maybe you've achieved a lot, maybe you've set big goals for growth. Unfortunately, none of that makes a difference to the market. People don't care about our big goals. They, don't, they only care about themselves, right? They don't care about whether a wave suits us. So the next wave that comes along won't be about you and what you want. The next wave is going to require you to adapt. Joe Rogan didn't get mega famous because another wave of stand-up comedy came along. He adapted, he shifted, he experimented, he iterated. You know, he's hosting UFC events. He's live streaming all these early platforms. He's blogging. He's doing a video web series on his website. He kept iterating. He kept trying new technologies and formats. And then one day, bam, he hits the podcasting. And that's, that's what we have to do too. To catch that latest wave, we've got to adapt and change and shift. Sometimes a little, sometimes a lot. So those are the three lessons I think anyone can take away from Rose, Rogan's experience, and we can apply them at any level, big, small, anywhere in between. So here's the lessons. Find a wave in the culture that can carry you, catch that wave as early as possible, and as one wave loses steam, start looking for the next one. That's how Rogan did it. That's how Tony Robbins did it. It's how Oprah did it. That's how everyone that's in the public eye did it. And the savvier you can get at spotting waves in the culture as they build and break out, the more successful you'll be and the easier everything will be right it's the difference between trying to you know buy stocks in a terrible market versus buying stocks when the entire market is going up right everybody looks like a genius when you can buy stocks and make a profit when the market is going up that's the same phenomenon you're looking for in the culture there are ideas there are movements in the culture that are building and happening every day find one of those tap into it and write it as opposed to trying to start something and push it along yourself so those are the lessons that i take away from Rogan's experience hopefully that was helpful if you want any help with your marketing or if you feel like you haven't found that cultural wave it's, it's a really interesting conversation i might be able to help you with that just reach out and we can grab a time to chat and we can see if that's something that we can potentially work on together if you feel like you have a podcast idea that's going to tap into that kind of cultural wave and you want to talk about that on your show, uh, that is what I have an agency you know for is to help people like that. So if you want to launch a podcast that taps into a cultural wave and you want to hopefully teach, train, lead entrepreneurs, like that's the kind of people that we work the best, just reach out to us and we'll talk a little bit about um, that service and how that works. It's completely done for you. So all you do is show up focus on the message, walk away. We do everything else, zero hassle. We even book the guests for you. So we take care of all that behind the scenes in our agency. So you can reach out about that as well. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I know it's a fun topic. I was super excited to record it. Hopefully you got as much out of listening as I did for myself out of researching and writing it. And we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous.